Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The radio show that knows truth is always stranger than fiction. Week Monday, I get shoes. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Because they're too real to be part of my imagination. On Talk Radio. Theme tune to um, day five, which is uh, uh, Josh Flanagan, um, writer, director. You're in it as well, aren't you? Pop I'm in up it from yeah. time to time. Day five is here. Uh, for those who don't, Catherine is here. Word. I'm here barely. I'm here, but I'm I'm barely here. Very very high on cough medicine, which is a great way to be, guys. Um, we talk about day five from time to time. Uh, it's this brilliant, um, I'm going to say little, because it is kind of a culty show that um, started on Rooster's Teeth. I keep wanting to call it Hen's Teeth, but Rooster Teeth TV. Mm-hmm. And someone put me onto it. I became obsessed with it. Sam, who answers the phones, is obsessed with it. Um, and we've had uh, Jesse C. Boyd, who's, who's in it on a couple of times. Uh, Casey Folger we've had on as well. Uh, and lots of you have started watching it because it's now, it's on Pick. It's on Pick, yeah. Which is one of the Channel 5 offshoots. It's around about the 30s, I believe. I don't I don't really watch telly anymore, so it's around about the 30s. Maybe the 20s. Find it. Google it, for God's sake. Google it, for crying <laughs> out loud. By the way, uh, so Josh is here for an hour. Um, you can hear him slurping away. Those are his filthy American habits. That's it. <laughs> but you can call in about... and You can ask him anything, right? If you've never seen Day 5, um, you can ask him anything you want about anything. Because uh, I'll be honest, we've had him in the office for 20 minutes. This guy won't shut up. That's what I'm getting. Do You guys already know the ending. You know the ending to the whole show. So. Well, no, no, no. You know the ending of Day 5. Oh, yeah. And we're going we're gonna to get it out of you. Yes, buddy. That's what you're here for. <laughs> right, for those who don't know the premise of Day 5, and it's brilliant, what is it, Josh? The premise is, so basically, one night in the middle of the night, this is American time, yeah. by the way, <laughs> uh, sleep becomes lethal at like 3 a.m. So everyone who's asleep in that instant dies, yep. and anyone who falls asleep after that is going to die unless they can figure out what's going on and how to stop it. And so it follows, you know, sort of these uh, uh, like side uh, and like misfits of society. I guess people who would be awake well, the in the star middle of the night. Is like a, he's a meth head, or right? Something, he's a meth he? head, yeah. Jesse, yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, we wanted to find someone for that character, especially where. There was like their vice was weirdly the thing that saved them. Like yeah. it was the thing that pushed them away from their family and friends in yeah. real life. But then it's this weird thing that makes them one of the few survivors left in this kind of strange apocalypse. So. And it's great. I'm a big fan of post-apocalyptic films. I, lo- I love the genre. I think that maybe is how I stumbled across it. I was literally googling post-apocalyptic things. Um, you've seen the American movie with Steve Guttenberg. Is it not the day after tomorrow because that's the one where it snows a lot. There's there's a film from the 80s, Three Men and a Baby. That's the one. <laughs> yep. Where um him, Leonard Nimoy and Ted Danson are involved in a nuclear attack right. that obliterates the United States. Mm-hmm. Uh there's that we have a British version of that called Threads. You're thinking of the day after. The day after. That's what I'm thinking about. You've never seen that. I have not. I've seen a lot of Gutenberg but not that. Mate, go and watch it. It's incredible. Okay. It's a serious um you seen the Gutenberg video where he's running around Central Park without any pants on? No. Oh, mate, it's, it's really him. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's funny. He's it's like funny. a full Winnie the Pooh, <laughs> just the top. Um, so what else? What other? There was. I started watching a really bad show. Sam, come on the microphone. What was that show that I started watching? And gave up after three episodes. And this is all we've got you here for, Josh, is to slag off. No, other it's good. I love shows. It. The one about yep. the boat the, where there was a boat. I, I don't know. Yes, you do. Is it the last ship? That's it. Yeah. Thank you. He's my new best friend. Yep. The last ship. You know, there's, there's something happens and there's one ship left, and oh. uh, yeah, I, I yep. really wanted to like it, but then I just, 
Then it became a bit formulaic, like the A team. You know, it was like, okay, so this is what's going to happen right. every well, week. Isn't there, I, don't, I only watched a little of that show, but isn't there like, there's, again, there's a virus and there's yeah. somebody who's immune and yeah. all this. It's just, this, it always goes down the same track. Of like. But what you do, what I love about your show, right? And I genuinely love your show. I think it's brilliant. I Thank came you. in raving about it, much to Kath's chagrin. She was like, well, really, come on. But I, I love it. Is um, that it's kind of a new thing, you know, you, you, people dying because they're asleep. Sleep right. kills you. That's a great little twist on the whole zombie, you know, apocalyptic thing. Yeah. Um, it's really funny. It's really well written. And the seasons... The, 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 sorry, guys, I'm speaking American. He's The series... Are only the first one you were saying is six episodes. Mm-hmm. The second one is eight. Is eight. Yep. That is great because we, you know, I was a big fan of Lost, but you get like 18, 20 episodes in that, and they're padding those things out. When you've got six episodes to tell a series arc, mm-hmm. you've got no room to no. pad. Yeah, it's got to be lean. You have to be efficient with the storytelling. You have to make the scenes matter. Um, I mean, we we face a lot of budget constraints. I mean, yeah. we're basically, I think every episode of Day 5 is about a tenth of the budget of A Walking Dead. Wow. So we have to be just really, really efficient with what we can show. And sometimes, you know, I think more times than not, that actually works out better than showing some big crazy scene. It's like yeah. showing the aftermath or showing, you know, right before it or, or drawing tension other ways. Um, the, uh, I, the problem I have with The Walking Dead is that the main actor is English. Yeah. And he played a guy called Egg. Do you remember? He yeah, was in, remember what, him. what was in This Life? Mm-hmm. He was Egg. So you can't watch that and see him as a tough American sheriff because yeah, he's Egg. Because we've seen him screwing up his love life. Yeah, as Egg. Being a bit rubbish. Um, CJ's on the line. CJ, I've got to warn you, um, uh, Josh, is a sexual pervert. You might want to put your headphones on. Okay. But don't let them touch your ears because this guy's a deviant. Okay. Um, <laughs> and that's not even a joke. Um, good, uh, yeah, there you go. You see? That was one just popping out. <laughs> Good evening, CJ. Good evening. Uh, day five, can I just say, is absolutely fantastic. Right. Um, really, really, really enjoyed the show. It's it's really good. Thank you. And I mean, I've seen things like Walking Dead. I couldn't get into the Walking Dead. Same with um, the Last Ship. But Day Five, fantastic. The acting is great. The, the whole, the whole, the funny sides of it. The character development is is brilliant. So. Thank you so much. Is, is is that it? You just want to suck up to him? <laughs> it's CJ, working. CJ, I tell you, man, if you're after a, if you're after a part in it, I'm afraid there's there's two British parts up for grabs, and they're pretty much gone. Taken. They're pretty much gone. Damn it. <laughs> Damn Any, it. Anything else? No, that's. Do you it. make love while you're watching it? Um, no, no. Okay. Not yet. Well, your show is not as arousing. It's quite sexy. I, it tries to be. So, t- so how did you? You came up with the idea. No, I wish I did. I'm not that ro- smart. You got the wrong guy. You got the wrong guy. Um, so I'm, who came up with the idea? And I'm just, I'm just emailing because I'm, I'm tweeting to see if someone can send me the, the theme. Someone did a, a version of the theme tune to Lost, but with words. Okay. That 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 summarise the whole series. So I'm just tweeting while that's me typing. But go on. Okay. So the the original idea of sleep killing people was from uh, one of the Rooster Teeth co-founders, Bernie Burns, and. Uh, at the time, Burns. it was supposed to be like a budget smart apocalypse. It's like if everyone died in their sleep, yeah. then there wouldn't be overrun barricades. There wouldn't be ruined opulence of plants overtaking whatever. Yeah. It's like they literally died yesterday. There's nothing. Okay, yeah. so it'd be tidy. Right. It'd be cheap in theory. But then you realize that like in the pilot episode, you have to show an empty city and uh, like that that scene where there's kind of the big uh, the aerial drone shot where it goes yeah. up and you see this empty highway. That's that's I-35 in Austin, Texas, and uh, it's never empty. Wow. So all that CG, everything in that downtown, we had to okay, remove all wow. the all the people and all the cars and wow. Yeah, so we blew our we blew our, our budget on that on, one shot. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> so it turned out to be not quite as cheap as he thought. But the 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 characters and the story of the show are uh, from me and another co-creator, Krista Maris. So. Yeah, and what is Rooster Teeth? Because this is like a an online channel. Yes, it's man, it's it's hard to describe. It is. I know. I'm fascinated by it. It's a so they they got uh, they've been around for a little over 15 years. Yeah, and they started with a series called Red versus Blue, right? Where they took Halo, like the video game, the first Halo on Xbox, and they would film it. It was this art form they called Machinima. So they would film. Uh, they would play multiplayer, and they would use one of the players as the camera, and they would put two guys, and if they found if they kind of tapped the rem- the remote, their head would kind of nod. You've seen this, Sam. Have you seen it? He's nodding wildly. Yeah. yeah. 
And so, and then they would go in and they would edit it and they would add voices. Oh, nice. And so it was, and no one had ever done that. Uh -huh. So it kind of spawned this small thing. And this is pre-YouTube. So they upload this thing uh, online and it goes viral back, you know, which was file sharing back then. And uh, I think that month they got a bill from their provider for like $15,000. We're like, here's all the people that downloaded. Now you owe us all this money. Wow. And they're like, cool. So so they blew up with that 15 years ago and they've expanded that into, we still have an animated side, yeah, um, which has the first, uh, and I think the only still, the first anime that's been imported into Japan instead of exported. Incredible. Yeah. What was that? It's called Ruby. Yeah. But it's spelled weird. It's like R-W-B-Y. Of course, yeah. yeah. And then, uh, so the we have creators. a whole animated side. They have a new show coming out in January that has uh, a pretty incredible voice cast. They have Michael B. Jordan. Um, Who's that? I know He's that the bad guy in Black Panther. Of course he is. Creed. Yes, yes. So he's the lead and they have Dakota Fanning. They got wow. Maisie Williams from Game of Thrones. Yeah. Like, um, so that's coming in January. So that's animation. They're big. And then they also do, we do a lot of podcasts. We do a lot of, uh, they do a lot of Let's Plays, um, a lot of Let's Play kind of personality groups. Yeah. And then obviously they have live action. Let's where Plays. I work. What's Let's Plays? It's I... like where people play video games and do commentary over oh, them. I like, love it. Yeah. I love it. So all of that yeah. mixed with personality driven stuff. So like the audience knows who we are and I'm like one of the on-screen personalities. Yeah. I'm the, I'm low though. I'm like the Skeet Ulrich or something <laughs> of like Rooster Teeth or the, you know, Tara Reid or whoever. Um, and, uh, and then on top of that, the Matt and Bernie or the founders did such a great job of cultivating a community around this company too. So it's not just like fans. It's like, I mean, we have a big expo every year in mm. Austin. I think last, this summer, we had like 60,000 attendants or something. And they're, they're all Rooster Teeth fans. It's not like Comic-Con where it's scattered. It's like some Star Wars, some Marvel, some whatever. It's like that community is just super tight. So how did you get involved? Because I've been reading your wiki. Yeah. I don't have one. No, okay, but I've, I just, I just, I just googled. Um, you served in Iraq. I did. And I was making light of that earlier on, but genuinely, you served. I don't want to make too much light of it because you'll put me in a chokehold. But I you, do genu know you genuinely did. So how did you, how did you end up there? Okay, and and then make the move into television. What was that kind of journey? So I, uh, in so I graduated high school in two thousand two. Mm. And two things happened my senior year. One, I got a camcorder for Christmas, which I, I was poor growing up. So I finally got a camera. I shot a movie in camera that night, edited in camera. Oh, that night. I love yeah. it. I love it. Um, it was about a Curious George doll bludgeoning my brother to death with a golf club. <laughs> That's a beautiful image. It is. It's great. Um, boys, he did yeah. it one night. He's already been thinking yeah. about it for years. Yeah. You've got girls, Catherine. This is what boys, when you give them recording, oh, my boys would have done that. My girls yeah. would do something similar. Oh, really? Okay. A bit more psychological, maybe. But yeah. We had I, had, I had two younger brothers. So one of them was the victim and the other one puppeted That's George. Funny. Um, so I did that that night. So that, that year I realized I want to make films. Before that, I was thinking about doing video games. And that yeah. year I was like, no, it's, it should be films. And then the other thing that happened was September 11th. So that happened yeah, the yeah. fall of my senior year. And before that, I'd never even thought about the military. Never, never even crossed my mind. I don't come from a military family, mm. none of that stuff. And then that happened. And I'd always sort of had this romantic idea of soldiers and service to country. And I felt... Honestly, like, I didn't feel good that other people would be going in my place to fight. I was like, if people are going to go, I should yeah. go too. This this is, you know, we all felt attacked and it was very, like, intense oh, it's, time. It's, um, I mean, we're, we're 17 years. We just had the 17th mm -hmm. anniversary, which is a weird thing to say. But the vibe of the world changed. You, you can't, you know, you, you don't get across in, in, we had lots of news programs and TV programs about mm -hmm. it as we do every year. The, the impact that it had on the world, and we weren't even in the States, but just, mm. it was incredible, wasn't really it? A really good Catherine? friend of mine did the same thing. He said, what am I doing sitting here? This right. stuff yeah. needs to be done. Oh, everyone go started questioning mm -hmm. their worth, their place in the world. How yeah. could they make the world a better place? Yeah. And you, it took you into the military. Yeah, so wow. I, I I signed up in February that year, and I took all the tests, and did, I'm, always just, I'm good at tests, like good at multiple choice, and so I did well, and they're like, what do you want to do? And I was like, well, if I'm going to go, I'm going to be... Front lines. So I signed up for the thing that actually had the lowest score requirement of all, which is infantry, because I wanted to be wow. out there. Um, and then, so I graduated in May. I was in basic by July. Uh, and then I was in Iraq uh, the next April when I was 19. 19 years old, I was in oh Iraq as a, as a dismount a, machine gunner. A baby. I don't mean that in a patronizing way. No. You know, a baby. Yeah. How long were you out there for? I was there for a full year. Wow. Yeah. And that was like, right, it was initial invasion, like yeah. it was like Wild West. Uh, it's weird. My, it's was my unit 
that caught Saddam Hussein, weirdly. I was on the raid, but I wasn't like in his little hole. I was like about a half mile away raiding other stuff looking for him. So I have a coin. They gave out commemorative coins. (laughs) You were part of the team that caught Saddam. Well done, guys. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Um, How do you look back on that? Thank you for your service, man. Genuinely. How do you look back on that? Now, does that seem a lifetime ago? Yes. I mean, in some ways it does, and in some ways it feels like yesterday. It just depends, and, mm. you know, it's one of those weird things, uh, you know, because I have PTSD from it. I'm actually considered 80% disabled from the military. Wow. Um, so, yeah, you know, you get, like, fun nightmares and fun stuff like that, and it's so it's and some yeah. of that stuff is obviously always with you. Um, but then, uh, yeah, it's very different. It's I, I had a hard time transitioning from that to college. I wonder if, and maybe I'm drawing too many connections here, if that has any impact on your work that mm-hmm. you do now the kind of darkness that you that comes with PTSD that comes with being in a you know in a war zone um whether that is somehow connected to the weird stuff <laughs> that you do now no it i definitely think it does and i think you know the the caller mentioned the humor in it and to me that's one of the most uh for one something that's missing from a lot of apocalypse shows which yeah. is frustrating cuz they take themselves very seriously and you're like okay uh but in combat uh, you know, when things are that crazy and that extreme and you're seeing such insane stuff that just does, it's like hard to process. Most of the time people process that through humor, like on the battlefield. Mm. I mean, it'll be, you know, you'll be getting shot at bullets are ricocheting off walls around you. And the guy next to you will crack the most morbid joke. And you're like, dude, we're about to get like shot to pieces. And like, but you laugh because it's just, it's to, so you? insane. You yeah. have to, it's the same with doctors. My, my father-in-law is a doctor and he tells me about the, you know, the, you, 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 when you're dealing with, with people who are dying and are dead, mm-hmm. you've got, you've got to laugh. It's a release yeah. valve, isn't it? Yeah. Um, okay. So you came back, came back. Then, then what happened? Uh, we'll take a break in a second. We've got Alan Caddick lined up, which I know you're going to enjoy, but go on. So then, then what happened? Uh, got back, and then I, I uh, served my three years, and then went to University of Texas at Austin, and uh, that was an interesting transition. Just coming back to civilian life and coming to you know having just come to war and uh, had friends that were killed and having shot people myself, and it was just a really just a heavy experience. Then coming back into inverted right. commas normal right. everyday life, right? And eight, you know, with I had the three year age difference. I was coming in with eighteen year olds who, you know, were complaining about having to do laundry for the first time, and it was just like, man, I just. Uh. Luckily, I found a good group of friends. Yeah, and that's ultimately how I got uh, to Rooster Teeth. Uh, it's quite a gap of time between then and there where I worked on my own. I was in the industry independently for a couple of years. Uh, and then my friend Chris Damaris, who's again a co-creator on Day 5 as well, and a writer and director on some of the episodes, um, he uh, he just kept pestering me. He, he's been there about eight or nine years mm. and uh, just kept saying, he needed to send stuff, he needed to send stuff in, they're looking for people. And then I finally did it uh, right around the time they were doing their first movie, Laser Team. Mm. Um, and so I'd just come off writing a Western, and I submitted my stuff, and they were like, cool, yeah, let's let's do it. Oh three four four. Turn your phone off, Josh. I don't have a phone. Oh, you know I lost it. Oh yeah, you did. <laughs> well, that may have been me. Sorry, guys. Turn your phone off, Ian. Sorry, guys. That was uh, well done. You passed the first test. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. By the way, Josh is here for the first out. You don't have to call in about day five or, 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 or you know anything. You can just phone in and do your usual nonsense, which I suspect is what Alan Caddick has done. Good evening, Alan. Hey, mate. Hello, Alan. How are you, mate? Me. Oh, no, it's been a tough weekend. It's Wednesday, mate. It's Wednesday. <laughs> oh, because I haven't done of... Monday or Tuesday. No, because, oh, because of Chaz. Yeah. One of Britain's most loved singers. Okay. And also the father-in-law of, my, of a good friend of mine, a guy called Chaz from the band, Chaz and Dave. The most English band you could ever see. Two Iconic. old men with beards, braces, and are playing the piano and Flat singing. Caps. Good chap. <laughs> um, that, well, anyway, Chaz passed away at the weekend, which is really, really sad. He's kind of a British legend, and um, uh, Alan very sensitively broke the news to me. Luckily, I'd heard before; otherwise, that would have been a blow to the guts. I'm all right, thank you, Alan. We have um, his. We had my friend Paul Garner on the other night talking about Chaz, so that was lovely. That's good. I thought you'd have played Snookaloopy at the start of the show. Nah. Um, have you seen Day Five? I've heard, no, I haven't. This is new to me. Well, well, you've not been listening that intently then, because we we go on about it all the flipping time. I've 
you've got the creator of Day Foam on the show. Well, he's, well, it turns out he's not the creator. It turns out we booked the wrong guy. But he's very, very closely connected to it, yes. I am credited as a creator of the series, just not the idea. So I am a oh, creator. Okay, okay. Yes. You're going back up in my favour, young Josh. <laughs> yes, Alan, we do. I've got a question for him. Have uh, you got a question for him about a show you've never seen before? This is going to be great. I'm ready. So, are you pro-Trump or anti-Trump? Ooh, Ooh. Trump or anti-Trump. We've gone straight. It's 22 minutes past 10. We've gone straight for that. Wow. <laughs> this could, everything hangs on this, Josh. I am anti-Trump. It's, it's true. You left-wing liberal I media know. types. Uh, Shame on you. He's your president. You back him. He's fine. <laughs> he's fine. It is, um, well, Alan, here's the thing. We've never discussed this with you. Are you pro or anti-Trump? I reckon you're pro. Well, have you heard me let one go? Oh, now, come on. I don't know if you have that. In England, Trump also means fart. and oh, uh, that so makes sense. That's outrageous. Alan and my kids love that joke. Uh, <laughs> let's have a little break. Uh, Brad, we'll come to you in a second. 0344 499 This is Talk Radio. Talk Radio. Listen. Phone. Talk. Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, I'm Jamie East. Now, as well as being on talk radio every afternoon between 1 and 4 p.m., I've just started a brand new podcast that I wanted to tell you about. It's called Talk Film. We've got interviews with the big stars like Martin Freeman, Tandy Newton, Josh Brolin, loads of them, and also all of the reviews of the week's big releases. There's a new episode every Thursday, available through Apple Podcasts and your favourite podcast app. Just search for Talk Film and give it a whirl. If you like it, please hit that subscribe button. After hours amusement for anarchists, air hostesses, and jet lag antipodeans. G'day, covers. Can I crash on your floor? The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. I wish someone could would send me the. Lo- there's a someone did a Lost theme tune, and it was done like a kind of 1980s theme tune with. Well, they fell on the island and they all got lost. They're chased by a giant smoke monster. It was that kind of vibe. And uh, I can't find it. And, and you listeners are awful. Um, Catherine Boyle is here, joined by Josh Flanagan, who is from uh, working at Rooster Teeth, mm-hmm. which is a cool, cool thing. No, why, Sam, why didn't you tell me about this Halo Wars series, which I'm totally, totally having after the show? I'm pretty sure I told you about the film. Um... What, laser team before? No, you didn't. No, no. Well, you just weren't listening. Right? He never listens. Che- no. Unbelievable cheek. He's 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 a kid. Yeah. Um. Uh. Let's take a call because Brad might have something to say. Good evening, Brad. Hello. Hello, Brad. What have you got for us? All right. Wait. Firstly, how can you mention the upcoming star-studded cast of Genlock and not mention David Tennant? You're right. David Tennant is also on Genlock. I'm sorry. Wow. I forgot where I was. Wow. It's kicking um, off. He's very tense. Yes. With the... <laughs> Mass- massive Britain, you didn't leave him off the list. Secondly, <laughs> also, um, so great that you're bringing like some of the because I've been a British TV fan for years. Oh, awesome! Great that you're bringing some of the stuff to British TV. Um, is there a, a plan in what to keep doing that in the future? Because I know you've got uh, Arizona Circle, an mm-hmm. upcoming sketch show, um, and a few other like big production shows. So day is five, day five is is on is on pick. It is. Yep. Is that the first time Rooster Teeth, Teeth have had a show on British? TV. Yes. Wow. I think the first time we ever had it uh, show on any broadcast. Wow. TV. Yeah. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. And and um, we've seen it trailed. You know, we, we've seen it on, on trailed a few times, and have had people since Jesse came on. Yeah. I think he was drunk. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jesse came on. Uh, people who said I've never seen this before, but I love it. Um, so so yeah. Is is any more stuff going to come over here? I hope so. I mean, I don't. I can't think of anything that's currently being negotiated. I mean, yeah. even even day five. Uh, only has the first season over here right now we've yeah. made two seasons um so hopefully hopefully season one does good enough where they, they bring season two um arizona circle is a sketch show i just we just released last week on rooster teeth okay uh it's like a half hour like sketch comedy show sort of okay. a mashup of like uh some british influence because we're big monty python fans you know um 
and uh, some like kids in the hall and some... we love kids in the hall. Yep. <laughs> oh man, every everything turns around comes around to kids in the hall. We had uh, a few weeks ago we had Stephen Pagin who used Ooh. to be in Bare Naked Ladies. Yeah, and he brought his new little band with him. And there's a guy called Kevin Fox on the cello, and there's a guy called Craig Northy on guitar. And we're kind of chatting. They're all from Canada, mm-hmm. and um, uh, it turns out that Craig is the musical advisor and has been for like the last fifteen years for the kids in the hall. Ooh. And there's, there's talk of them doing a show for Netflix, and that. Gets Gets me horny. Yeah. So anything. <laughs> sorry, my ears pricked up. So anything that's the that, that cites kids in the hall or Mr. Show or something like mm-hmm. that as a um, an influence. I'm in. I'll send it to you. You can. Oh, please you can, do, yeah, man. You can weigh in. Did you ever watch Mr. Show with David Cross and Bob I did, Yeah, and then I watched the re- when they rebooted on Netflix, too. Yeah, it, was, it was all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was yeah. all right. <laughs> Reboots on Netflix. Yeah, they were all right. But I, today, I was watching The Post, mm-hmm. the um, Meryl Streep the Spielberg and movie. Tom Hanks film, yeah. right? And... Um, there's a bit, and I'm going, I recognise that voice, and it's David Cross. Yep. And then he goes into a room, and he stood next to Bob Odenkirk. And suddenly, who are the stars of this very funny, rude sketch show, Mr. Show. And suddenly I can't watch this scene, because it now looks like they're doing one of their spoofs. Right. Of a very serious thing, and they've got, somehow they've managed to persuade Tom Hanks to appear in this sketch with them. I couldn't watch it. It's ridiculous. <laughs> um, Brad, uh, what do you kind of watch lots of stuff on Rooster Teeth, then? I do, yeah. I've, I've done for years. Um, I think it's just it's an easy way of it's because Rooster Teeth, as you said, it's it's a community. Like everyone there, like they care about the fans and they make stuff for the fans, which I think is the difference between mainstream television where they make stuff to make money. I mean, essentially they do that because it's a business, but mm. it's, things are designed for their audience because they have their audience already. So I I, I think that's why I like. How did you how did you find it? Because I stumbled across it by accident or someone recommended, but I, I hadn't heard of it. So how did you find out about it so long ago? I think most most of the right ways out it was just a viral video, just one video that ends right. up on YouTube that gets spread around your friends and then ten years later they're still making stuff, so Okay. All right. Hey nice one, Brad. Listen, thanks for calling in, man. Hey, thanks Cheers. a lot. Ta ta. Um, what a nice guy. I bet you have I bet you have nice fans. I do. I bet it attracts nice, thoughtful intelligent people mostly do you know what I mean by that yes wait but where is this going somewhere no it's going nowhere okay. that's it no <laughs> honestly there's no catch because um because quite often sci-fi and because it's niche and uh-huh. it could be described by some people rooster teeth and day five could be described by some people and this isn't an insult it's kind of nerdy or geeky it's very I'm, geeky i'm a geek and I'm, yeah. I'm i'm proud of that um and geeks and nerds tend to be nice grateful that's the word i'm looking for grateful people that someone is investing so much time and effort into creating a show for them you mm-hmm. know day five is, is day five is never going to get 20 million viewers on a saturday night but the, the hardcore fans that have discovered it and love it are grateful that it exists i mean there is such thing as the angry geek i mean look what happened with ghostbusters before anyone had even seen it oh I, yeah and star wars people get crazy about it well don't star they? wars sucks that's why they get angry about it because it's just a waste of time that's a fair point <laughs> it's just star wars yeah. is a waste of... no you're right there is the the the, the whole game of thing and there is there is a kind of a dark side of geekdom but the, you know my people my people is good uh is good people um now Day five, mm-hmm. you've done two seasons. You're yep. saying, fingers crossed, if the, if the checks get signed, season three starts early next year. Yes. How many seasons are there going to be? Is it going to, and I know the answer to this, we chatted about this, but yes. I want the listeners to know. Okay. Is it going to be one of those things where it goes on and on and on, and then the TV network says, right, this is your last series, and so you've got to wrap everything up, or have you got an arc? I do have an arc. There's, it's at least four seasons. Yeah. And one of the things, like, we, ha- we know the end game. And I, I assured you earlier. So that you know the, the point you're working to. Yes, I know what the end is, this and is it's great. it's not a Battlestar Galactica. It's not a Lost. It, I think it will be that. very satisfying when we get there. Um, but we do have a little bit of leeway in terms of some of the more seasonal arcs that we want to do. Yeah. Uh, you know, like a good example, which is not on TV here yet, but season two has an arc about the Sandman's oasis and this place where sleep is sort of a commodity, and people yeah. figured something out. Um, and that wasn't something when we sat out. They're like kind of laid out the series we weren't or the the what do you call, is that right series yes the pro, the, the program when we laid out the program yes. and looked at the number of series how's that um, <laughs> we uh, we did not we weren't like this is what series two is right. it's definitely this but it was an idea where like where there's some pieces of the broad story we want to tell and we think okay. this would be an interesting thing so it could be four seasons it could be five I think if it goes beyond that it's probably gonna be stretched then and if it goes the hope is that. They won't say season three is that last season because yeah. then I do think it's going to feel a little rushed. But okay, well here's the question then: How okay. does it end? 
Good. Well, that's not bad because I remember when I went to Hawaii as uh, for the last season of Lost, and I interviewed uh, Ben Linus. I can't remember his name, and I said, and I said to him, "How's it end?" He said, "Well, you might be disappointed with the ending." Oh, and as wow. soon as he said wow. that, I was like, "Oh, they haven't got an ending. Well, they haven't got an ending." Do you know what's weird about that is I. And I, to be fair, I did not watch Lost all the way through. I had some, my roommates at the time, this was like maybe 2006, were watching it, roommates in college, and I would catch episodes. I'm like, this is interesting. Like yeah. minute to minute, I'm I'm very entertained. There's a polar bear. I don't know why. And uh, I, was, I literally said, if this all makes sense when it's over, tell me and I will start it. Because they were already four seasons in. And I think I saw like the season four finale where it turned out there were flash forwards now, oh, which goodness. I thought that's a great device. Yeah. yeah. And ultimately, they told me, no, it didn't make sense. But I do remember the press announcement. I think it was when they started doing season five. Uh, it was, oh, who's the guy? Um, Jack? No, the who's the writer? Damon Lindelof? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, he was like, we, this is only four four seasons in, series in. And he, he goes, uh, we know the exact story we want to tell, and it's seven. It's seven series, seven seasons. Um, and so at that point I thought, well, they've really gotten, they must know, they know the, they're three seasons out from that. They must know exactly it. And then it turns out not They fudged it. (laughs) They didn't answer who, this is the thing that gets me, dear lost fans. Who the hell was firing at them when they were on those canoes? They never answered that. They kept jumping through time. And at one point, do you remember, do you watch this? uh, They were jumping through time. And at one point they're on a canoe and someone was shooting them and they never explained it. I'm so glad I bailed after season two. I was like, oh, well, no, moved. man, no, not after season two. It moved no. to Sky, and so nah. everyone, everyone then went to Torrance to watch it illegally. That, once they started the, the time traveling, that's when I dropped out. I oh, was like, this is too... No, 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 yeah. sir. That's when, that's when you start to get more interested. Really? Oh, yeah, time travel is where it's at. Okay. I got an idea for a time travel series that I think would be great for me. I like time travel in general. Yeah. I just felt like at that point in the Lost plotline, it felt like one piece too many. Okay. Like, no, I know I know what you mean. I'm a yeah. big fan. I'm a big fan of the time travel. We've got Davies on the line for you. We're getting lots of new callers and uh, people haven't called for ages. Good evening, Dave. You're through to Josh. Hello, Ian. Hi, Josh. Hi, Kath. Hello. Hi. Um, Josh, um, I'm a big fan of Day 5. I'm, I'm, I'm loving the way that um, the cast engage with all the fans on Twitter and things like that. I think that's great. Um, but I was just, I was just wondering, what's the weirdest fan theory you've heard so far about what's going on? Do you get a lot of that fan theories? Ooh, uh, I bet there's fan fiction about Jesse C. There, yeah, you've a written lot. it. Oh man, there's they call it shipping. The kids call it shipping. When shipping. You, yeah, when you put two characters together and wow, like a, like a sexy story. Oy. Yeah. So there's a lot of shipping going on. Oy, um, fantastic. And I don't know if uh, one of I don't know if I get weird. Um, fan theories from people but one of the things we do in the writer's room mm. which is really fun is for season two um i guess season two is the only season we did it uh we kind of had an open we had three new writers and we did an open forum and we said what do you think is happening like what do you think oh, is wow. is going on that's like, a great idea yeah and uh we we have the big pieces of that already but for season two uh, there was a big piece of that narrative that I won't spoil here, but like, there's one of the writers like, well, it, oh, it's this. I think this seems like this, and we're like, yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> how did you get Jesse Boyd? Because uh, I think we talked about this out there, but how did you find him? Because he's he's brilliant. He, that, that guy should be a star. Yeah, no, he should be. Um, and he was on uh, what was he on the Mindhunter show? He had a, a guest role in that for two episodes, okay. and so he's he's I think he's he's starting to break he's out. Bubbling finally. under, yeah. good, good. Um, but we, I mean, through normal casting, you know, yeah. we did our casting calls, and then we did our our rounds, and um, we cast um, Walker Satterwhite, who mm. plays Sam, the the kid on the show. We cast him first, and then it got down to I think three or four people in LA and we're in Austin. So we're kind of doing a lot of this stuff remotely. Um, and we did a, a chemistry read between him and, and mm. Walker and they were just so great together. And, uh, so that was kind of the final trigger pull. Walker's great. He's got to be like six foot four now. He's he? very tall. Big beard. He's like a cute kid in the first episode, season two. He's like, okay. He's, yeah. he's, he's talking a bit like this. <laughs> we actually, he's great. we pitched his voice up for the first two episodes of season two. Did to, you really? Yeah. To try and smooth it. Um, oh wow! Isn't that clever? It's harder on a on a, a program like ours where 
the there is not a lot of time passage narratively. Yeah. Right. So it's like on Game of Thrones, you can come back. Like, oh yeah, you know, yeah. Bran looks like he's eighty now, and it's fine because who knows the passage of time is ambiguous. But this is like a couple of days. It's literally, thoughts, yeah. each season is like one day. Yeah. Season one is one day. Season two is one day. So it's like when you come back from that and they look notably different. It's yeah. it starts to create some problems. He's a great actor though. Yeah. I was flirting with his mum when he he came on. The oh, his mum's cute. Oh, you should see his aunt, Aunt Shannon. <laughs> I hope oh. <laughs> Please don't encourage him. I mean, now listen. He basically fancies everyone that you've employed. Nice. <laughs> I do. I do. Honestly, thank you, Dave. Now listen. This is. This is. This is. Let's get down to the. Let's get down to the serious shiz. Okay. Right, let's get down to this. Ready. I trained for three years in performing arts at Middlesex University. I've got a two one. I saw that. That's on a your, degree. Yeah. On your Wikipedia. You. Yep. Catherine has got a great body. <laughs> right. You should put. Wow. So, I, thought, I thought it was Aunt Shannon at first, to be honest. <laughs> no, Catherine is a, is a talented performer. She does an amazing share. <laughs> yeah. And a Scylla, Scylla Black. I don't know if you know who Scylla Black Cher is. Share is more for the American Cher. market, obviously. Okay. We really want you. Yeah. You really need us. Right. To be in season three of Day Five. You need this because, cause, okay, it's on, it's on Pick TV over here. Who the hell sees? What, what even is that? If we were on this, and now I've been in the jungle, I'm a big star. Your your British audience is it's going to go straight up there. Yeah. So what? So do you want me to commit right now to having you? In, do you want me to say you will be in season three on the air? Yeah, that's that's a legal contract. Well, obviously you will be in season three. Yes, man! Come on, boil it! Yes. I didn't think he'd go for it. Okay. Well, that was Josh Flanagan. Josh, thanks so much for coming in. Oh, three. All I had to do was buying biscuits. We were kind of thinking, and we genuinely we talked about this the other day. And I do, we, I'm not putting you on the spot now, but that is a contract. And that clip that, please, uh, please clip that, Sam, and send it to my lawyer. Um, but we were kind of thinking, we, we did the show from New York last year for a week. We, okay. we kind of we paid for it and we went to New York and we met people and we hung out. We're kind of thinking of coming out to your set for a week. Do it. And doing the show from your set. And obviously, so you film it in LA or Austin? In Austin. Okay. So we did the whole- You're like, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've not been to the home the home of uh, country music, apart from Nashville. Yeah, I was gonna, yeah. The yeah. second, the, the um, holiday home of country music. Yes. Um, but we were kind of thinking, we, we couldn't really afford it this year because of divorce and buying houses and things. Um, but we were thinking next year, let's go out to America again. Let's tie it in with something. Mm -hmm. Let's go to Austin. Okay. And uh, let's go and- let's We can talk like that yet. Sorry? That's how they talk out there. Sure is. Listen to me. That's not how. That's not. That's not how they talk. That's... It is. Go on. You talk like a cowboy then. Yeah, I'm gonna shoot your head off if you don't get off my horse. Mm, I do declare. Now you know you're like you're like she's like a southern belle. Right. That's like yeah, southern. I, I would say Texas has more what we would call a twang. Uh huh. Yeah. Which well, you were closer we to. We can learn. Okay. You were, who was closest though, Josh? And this is a genuine question. Who was closest? Neither. It's my show. I guess you. Thank oh, you so much wow. indeed. I like this guy. Um, but yeah, we were kind of thinking, and we'll talk about it. If you don't want to do it, it's cool, because we wouldn't put you on the spot. No, you should do uh, coming it. Out, coming out to Austin, doing the show from Austin, and then every day, just getting a little interview with one of the cast, getting you know, getting a little bit of on set, this is what's happening, kind of thing. Would you guys be up for that? Absolutely. Beautiful. Let's do, let's do that then. Josh hates you right now. He's like, oh God, can't get out of here fast enough. Jo Josh is... Um, <laughs> Josh is, is what the gonna, hell is this? Josh is gonna get what he's gonna get. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> that you should no, you, you guys should totally come. You absolutely should. We will we will figure that out. If you guys really want to do oh, no, it, we will make it this work. This is on our dollar. You're, yeah. not, you're not paying for it, don't worry. Um, <laughs> wow, don't say it like that. Well, I just I just got a vibe off him. Did taking, you not get a vibe off of him? Taking the generosity out of him. I think I think I tell you what, do you know what? Forget it. <laughs> Stick your stupid sleep show. <laughs> Up your ass, <laughs> or as we say, ass. I'm not interested. I'm not going to America. I'm going to go. Oh, three, four, four, <laughs> four, nine, nine, one thousand. Have a think about if there's anything you want to plug, Josh. Because when we come back, we're going to plug the hell out of it. Okay. Dead of Night Discourse for Disco Queens. I'm related to Jedward and Dolly Parton. Dairy Farmers aye, aye. and Distant Fathers. Yeah, whatever. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Doing lots of things that we don't know about, we can't control. On Talk Radio. Yes, great. Right, I think Dave has sent me the lost theme with, with words. So let's, let's have a listen.
I get it. That is good. That is funny. Right, so Josh. Did he rhyme mm-hmm. where they are with danger? I think he might have done. <laughs> but that's what a lot of 80s TV was. It's that they were, they, in case you missed it, you got the story. It's like, like Night Rider. It doesn't have lyrics, but this is a story of a man. Um, you know, there's that guy, that spoken yeah. word bit over the top. Well, and of course, then the French A team. They sang, didn't they? Oh, God. You had that one? You had the French A team. There's a French A team? Oh, my God. Oh, it's, no. the, it's the A team. Um, a team. Uh, what are they called? I keep. What are they called? Um, th- this is this is uh, how it was. It was shown in France. Accusé d'un vol qu'ils n'ont pas commis, n'ayant aucun moyen d'en faire la preuve, ils fuient sans cesse devant leurs poursuivants. Pour subsister, ils emploient leurs compétences. Quand la loi ne peut plus rien pour vous, il vous reste un recours, un seul, l'agence Tourisque. L'agence Turisque. What does that mean? It doesn't mean the A-team. It doesn't mean the A-team. <laughs> the all-risk agency. The all-risk agency. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Nigel and Dion, stay there, we'll come to you. So, Josh, um, what do you want to plug? Where do, if, where do people go if they want to find out more about Day 5, more about you mm-hmm. as a man, as a human, as a lover? Um, <laughs> more about Rooster Teeth? Where are we sending these losers? Uh, you can find... I'm, I'm on social media as Josh the Flanagan. Uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram. It's weird. There is... I do... You said you joke about learning uh, about my, my sex times, but there is... <laughs> one of my one of my highest viewed videos through Rooster Teeth on YouTube is an animated short where I tell the story of this threesome that's just like... Oh, wow. Just gets... It's 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 crazy, but in like a funny way. It's not like weird. Followed. It is weird, but it's like... It's good, yeah. <laughs> Google that. Um, was the threesome disappointing? No, it was... Well, the actual threesome was great, but then uh, someone... In, should I tell you the story? Do you know the story? I don't know the story. Um, you can tell us the story. Okay. Definitely. I'll try. You're I'll, looking to see if mum's over there No, or just seeing how much time we've got. We got so I want to hear it's a short, everything. It's a short story. Okay. So so I so I was I was dating a girl um, who was bi. And she was like, uh, we'd bat around the idea of having a threesome. Mm. I never pushed it or anything. But she, a friend of hers came into town. And she was like, hey, this girl that I hooked up with before uh, is back in town. And I think she would be interested. Would you still be interested in trying this? And I was like... Well, if you insist, um, <laughs> and um, so so we we made a night of it. Like we went out to dinner before. We got a hotel room. Actually, had a free hotel room. Yeah, you're not uh, an animal. You took right. her out to eat something it was first. Very nice. Yeah, I met her before. Met her like a week before, and so we went and got a hotel room and and did our thing that night, and it was fun. And the next morning, so there's two girls, like the extra girl and then like girl prime, and girl uh, prime. So. The, <laughs> <laughs> Funny name. The extra girl leaves. She has, she has to go to work, and uh, so I get up to go to the bathroom, and I go in the in the bathroom of the hotel room, and in the middle of the night, apparently, someone had climbed into and defecated in the tub. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it was, was less it romantic. You? It was. So here's the thing. <laughs> so. I mean, I was kind of drunk, but I was like, I don't think I would have done this. No. Like, there were like, it was crazy. And so I went to, the, I woke the other girl up. There was up. nothing written in it. There's there? nothing written. Okay. Because that would have been a clue. No. So we, so I wake up girl prime and I'm like, you need, you should see this. Like, is, is this you? Like, so we like looked at, cause we were, you know, dating. And uh, she was like, I don't think this was me. And so it, it's, I love it. I don't, don't think, think it right. was me. <laughs> it's like, I feel like I would have remembered this. Uh, and so, it, but it started as this thing of like, uh, like communist paranoia. Yeah. Where it's like, was it the other, you know, like, are they lying? Are yeah. they trying to cover? Or like, was it me? Was I so, dr- it was like the thing or something, you know, like, yeah. who was it? And uh, <laughs> we finally figured it out. And this is how um, we found <laughs> a handprint. Oh, God. On the second girl's. Hello. Oh, jeez, Josh. <laughs> this is incredible. And she did, here's the thing, and we did not move our sleeping position, so it was like girl prime, me, other girl. So the o- she was the only one to be near that pillow, and we even put our hand up to it like Cinderella. We're like, does it fit you? <laughs> um, but you really, in that moment, you really feel like Sherlock. You're like, yeah. oh my God, I've solved the, the mystery of this, of the, so the back Who did a shit in the bath? <laughs> right. Wow. Gosh. Yeah. Um, did you, well, did you that, get... That's less hot than I thought it would be. Yeah. It's not hot, but it's... <laughs> did you get her back for another session? No. Okay. No. 
She yeah. she claimed she feigned ignorance later. She was like, "Oh, I saw that. Yeah, I thought maybe it was one of y'all." And it's like, yeah. "Let me see your hand." One of y'all. Um, yeah. <laughs> Let me see your hand. <laughs> well, yeah, the DNA tests are very cheap to do these days. If you ever ever happens yes. again, I always imagine it would just be. I always imagine the threesome would be disappointing. But not in that way. I thought it would be a different kind of discipline. No, the that's... actual threesome was great. Like it, it was, it was a very good time. Fun. Yes, up until then. But but, the but even then, I felt like that little piece. It's like this is probably what happens to like rock stars, right? This probably happens a lot. So I was like, cool. I'm just trying to make it sound good. I don't know. <laughs> and and that came from us because you because you were telling us how to follow you on yes, social media. That's a, how's that tangent? Um... <laughs> Unfollow. So. <laughs> If you want more stories like that, uh, I'm at Josh, yeah, at Josh Savlanagan on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, but if you want to see more Day 5 stuff, you can go to roosterteeth.com. Um, season 1's airing right now on, on Pick here. It's uh, so good, man. On, it's, uh, so good. it's Tuesdays at 10. The finale of Season 1 is actually next week. But Season 2 is already out and on roosterteeth.com. So if you want to jump ahead, if you've been watching Season 1, you want to just see Season 2, yeah. which is done, you can go to roosterteeth.com and do it. Um, and yeah. what else? What, okay, so what else are you working on? Have you got any projects on the go at the moment? So we just released on roosterteeth.com uh, our uh, sketch series, yep. Arizona Circle, um, which is we talked about kind of a mashup of, of a bunch of stuff we love. Yeah, Kids in the Hall and Mister Show it has kind of a transition device very similar. Who, to Mr. Who's Show. in it? Is it is it a, a, an already existing comedy team or is it a group of people that you all put together? Um, no, it is. It's it's an existing comedy team that works at Rooster Teeth. There's two actually. It's a crossover. Okay. So one is Funhouse. They're in L.A. And then the other one is Rooster Teeth Live Action, which I'm one. Of. So I'm star in the show oh, too. Okay, all right. Uh, and then I think we have one. I think he's British. Uh, I'm gonna mess up his name. Raul Coley. He's on uh, iZombie, but he's friends with um, Funhouse, and he he did a bit in our show okay. that's I think pretty fun. Um, no, so that just came out last week. Brilliant. So if you, if you like sketch comedy, it's it's out now. And um, you uh, you were saying that was it last night? You were making um, horror films with your uh, was it niece and nephew? Yes, or two two nephews. Niece and nephew. Niece yeah. and nephew. This mm-hmm. is what what a cool uncle, right? So he goes and visits his niece and nephew, and then just you just go and buy costumes and make movies with them. Yes, we're teaching them low budget filmmaking. So we made a, a short. I made him storyboard it. I was like, you need to draw what you see. <laughs> And so we drew it out, and we went to get some, and we did like all the props lo-fi. So he's gonna be Spider-Man. Okay, let's go get some silly string you can use. And well, I, was, I taught them how to like if you angle it toward camera, it looks like it's coming out of your hand. Yeah. And, um, and they both like just chewed scenery left and right too. Like once they got the roles, like the my my niece Kaylee, we uh, she was the Joker, and so she painted her own face Beautiful. and. Um, it was great. It was like a legal problem because she's the Joker and he's Spider Man, and those are you know DC and Marvel. But uh, other than that, it was it was great. Those DC films are so dry, aren't they? Yes. I, I did um, Suicide Squad today because it was on Amazon Prime, and Have everyone you... said that one's okay. No, it's not. It's arguably the worst. I think. Yeah, it's, I, it's I felt bad. sorry for um, uh, Will Smith because yep. I like Will Smith. I think he's good, and he lightens everything. Doesn't lighten this. He's dragged down by the tedium within that movie. Well, you can tell that's a movie by committee too, because yeah. halfway through it, you have no idea what's going on. You're no. like, oh, this is like rewrites from hell, basically. You, you don't know what's going on. And two of the superheroes, the Aussie guy with the boomerang and mm-hmm. the crocodile guy, yep. they don't do anything. No, it's Harley Quinn. And and um, uh, Will Smith, that's it. It's their movie, and the yeah. others are kind of just there, hanging out. I thought it was a terrible movie. Yep. Didn't get through Batman because I want to like them because I like superhero movies, and my kids love the Flash. The Flash is their favorite superhero. Yeah. But- the movies just suck. Yeah. My mom is a huge fan of the movie, but I think it's just because of, of Justice League specifically. Right. Which I think it's because of Jason Momoa. She just right. has a huge crush on him. Yeah. And so, yeah. Disappointing movies. You put, you're gonna, you're gonna move into movies. There's no there's no chance of a day five movie or anything, is there? It's something we've talked about in terms of possibly wrapping the series if for whatever reason like future seasons don't work out. Um, I mean, I think it'd be fun to do a movie just standalone of that similar premise. Uh, well, the movie. What's his name? I forgot his name already. Out there. Yes. Sam. 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 It's probably Sam. Yeah. The movie Sam mentioned, Laser Team. I was a writer and editor on that. Right. Um, it's okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm hoping to do do some more movies. I have a stack of, of scripts. I just have to figure out how to, yeah. how to get them made. Movie, movies are tougher than TV because that's, that's money. That is money. Although saying that, I, I told you last week I met Tommy Wiseau and- yeah. Uh, Man, that was an experience. Yeah, I got bumped. You're like, you come in. Ah, oh, never mind. Yeah. Tommy was so, and yeah. I'm like, cool, man. Yeah, totally. Their new, their new film looks great. Uh huh. It's too long. It's too long. What's it? It's called like Frenemies top, or something. Top, best best friends. friends, part one. Uh huh. Part two's coming out next year. But isn't the R in like 
parentheses, yeah. so it could be best fiends. Best fiends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it looks great, and it's lovely seeing those two back together. That's what right. that's what it is, is what you want to see. Yeah. But there's loads of, um, like, montages uh, where there's no dialogue. You think, come on, man, we want to hear Tommy... Say something. Yeah. yeah. yeah we want to say, Tommy, say something. That's what we're there for. Right. Josh, lovely to, to see you. Thank You're you. You're off to Normandy. Yep. Um, just to kick some ass. Pretty much, yeah. Just relive any war I can. Uh, we didn't get to talk about beards, which is disappointing. I'll send you a series of emails. Okay. I don't believe you lost your phone. You just got bored of my dick pics on WhatsApp. That's I, what that was. Well, I re-downloaded them on my iPad, so not really. Josh, it's so nice to meet you. Day five, you if you want to go and you know check it out, is a great show. Rooster Teeth is a great website and channel. Uh, this is The Late Night Alternative. Denise, Nigel, stay there. I'll come to you in a bit. 0344-499-1000. This is Talk Radio. Tales of mystery and imagination on the radio show that does things differently. Dolly Parton, I listen to a record that they love. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. I'm a nut job, but not that kind of nut job. On Talk Radio. Honest to God, it's the new Breaking Bad. Oh, no. 